We're still riding the momentum of a huge week one win for the Arizona Cardinals, but we're starting to turn the page to week two. It's officially time to rise up Red Sea, the first home game for the Arizona Cardinals. It's Bo Brock, it's Alex Clancy, it's Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fired up. What's going on? It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast, and it's our Wednesday show. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, thanks for joining us. If you're checking us out for the first time, appreciate it. Check that uh, the YouTube channel if you haven't done so if you're listening on the podcast we appreciate that as well subscribe to both of them follow along if you're on spotify um you know we're excited it's one week in the books and the arizona cardinals are one and oh an emphatic one and oh with a 38 13 drubbing of the tennessee titans the titans you know i still look at titans twitter and they're still picking up the pieces as far as what the hell happened to them on sunday our friend tic tac titan uh tyler who we talked to and he's alex's co-host for the national Locked on NFL show. Like I think I think the guy has been locked in a room the last couple of days. He's shunning his family away. He's not eating and he's just trying to figure out what, what happened to his team on Sunday. Yeah, it's it's locked on agoraphobia there in Tennessee. It's uh it's nobody in Tennessee saw that coming. No. I mean I feel like it was a full surprise attack. What in the sweet mother did we witness this past Sunday? Which you'd rather like that, do you think that that could just completely shift the entire thought process of a team? Or it's yeah. like, you know, it's one game. That was not just one game. They were abused in the worst possible ways. Offensive line and their secondary were just absolutely punished. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, the defense wasn't great, but the offense played well. There were zero redeeming qualities for that, for that game for the Tennessee Titans. It was, and not to discredit the Cardinals on any level, because I think they played equally as impressive as as the uh, as the Titans played poorly. You know, the Tennessee Titans are going to be one of those teams. I've got the feeling that are just going to be, you know, if they find it one week, the next week it doesn't mean that they figured it out for the rest of the season. I think it's a very flawed team right now. I mean, that they they allocated money towards their stars as they should to retain them, but as far as the solutions at positions of weakness. I don't think that they addressed them properly, and, and they're going to be in a tough spot. They're going to need things to have to go right as far as the youngsters and that defensive secondary. The offensive line has issues, you know, uh, and, and now there seems to be a blueprint, at least the last two games, you know, including last postseason with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, where that offense, which is such, you know, all we heard about was this offense, this offense, this offense. It's, it's the cure-all. It doesn't matter what the defense does. Yeah, it, it you know, the offense wasn't special. It wasn't even close to being special. It was actually a, it was an issue for the Tennessee Titans. So they're going to have to figure things out. But, you know, a lot can a lot of things that we thought to be true after one week of football, it always gets kind of it gets it gets thrown out the window as soon as the, the whistle blows and the, the ball is kicked off for week two. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I want to get into uh, obviously to turn the page. To week two for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, just but real quick, like yeah. at least we saw now there's a dictionary definition of how good this offense could look and how good this defense could look. We saw it. 
We yep. saw it. the secondary is going to struggle at times this year. We don't know if the pass rush is going to be. If the pass was like that, the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl. You know, right. I mean, like that's not. It, it's not. That was in a vacuum. How you would write the story to win Week One, but we saw what Chandler Jones still has at its peak. We saw what Kyler Murray is able to do behind the line of scrimmage, making plays, and we saw what Byron Murphy's capable of against a top seven receiver, regardless if the Cardinals' pass rush is good or not. We saw it. You know, yeah. we saw it for our very eyes, and that is so much fun. We're like, wow, that's the cap- That's what they're capable of. You, 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 you hire people based on potential. You can get excited about the Cardinals now based on potential because we saw it all. We saw it all two days, three days ago, four days ago. And it, it raised the bar in a lot of yeah. different areas. So if if players fall short, short or if they slip up, you know you're going to be disappointed. Like I, I've seen them play. I've seen them play at a high level. You know. And I'm not. I'm just throwing this out as an example. Like I saw Marco Wilson have a great pass breakup on Julio Jones, who's going to be a Hall of Famer in this league. And Marco Wilson's a fourth round pick out of Florida, and he he looked like he absolutely belongs. So if he slips up against the Justin Jefferson, which could very well happen in week two, or Adam Thielen, you know, then then we're going to be like kind of bumped. But uh, no, you're exactly. It, it raises the bar. The expectations are now there. For this Arizona Cardinals team, I, I do want to say this real quick. The Lockdown NFL Draft, the podcast, it's relaunching September 20th. It's got some brand new hosts, Eric Crocker, who's a part of the Lockdown 49ers uh, podcast, and also Ryan Tracy, kind of brings the analytics to it. Yeah, follow the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast on YouTube or the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. If you're a draft fiend like me and you watch, you know, college football Saturdays with just the idea or the, you know, an eye of who's going to be playing on Sunday in the next season then you're going to love the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with your new host, uh, no more longer just the GOATs in Trevor Sikama and, and, and our guy Benjamin Solak. They're off doing other things, but uh, but check it out. I, I Also, I think we need to kind of reintroduce ourselves here on the podcast. Um, you know, we've got a lot of new listeners, a lot of new viewers, which we're so grateful for. It's incredible what's going on. We're seeing numbers that we've never seen before on the podcast, which is exciting. There's some milestones that Alex and I have been targeting, and uh, we finally hit them. And it was all because of, of everybody out there who's been tuning in and uh, on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. And we're so thankful for that. Um, just a little insight. I've been covering the team since the Ken Wisenhunt era, uh, mostly as a radio reporter. And, um, you know, Kevin Cobb, I think, was my first season. My God, that was my that was kind of me starting my my journey in all this. That's how long it's been. And uh, you know, Alex and I started working together about like truly together like six years ago. Yeah, at Fox Sports Nine Ten, uh, but working for different shows. We've been in the press box together. We've 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 watched a lot of crappy football. A lot of so it. now to be able to talk about it now, where you've got one of the most exciting players in all of football in Kyler Murray. It's kind of surreal. Yeah, um, absolutely. All, all things, all things true. I moved here in 2010. I my first radio um, co-hosting job was with Kwame Lasseter, one of the more beloved, um, you know, players in, in in Phoenix before he passed a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. Kwame taught me about football. Like I knew football, but you don't really know about things until you're told to talk about them with people listening it's the weirdest shift from talking with your buddies to talking on air it's it's wild and i learned so much from kwame i'm so happy that you know he was able to teach me as much as he did and be such a good friend while he was with us Uh, and i you know shifted i've been with nbc sports fox sports with bo we hosted and produced the same show at different times um but yeah and then you know i started this with david Locke. i was 
I started this 2017 and brought Bo on, you know, the next season because I thought, you know, it would be great to do uh, with my buddy. And, um, you know, I give him some tips, get him a little bit better at his job. It's fantastic. Uh, and we we have like, and I just do want to say this because yeah. the the Kyler the Cliff Kingsbury thing has been interesting over the last week or so. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody who comments. Seriously, we love it. We love it because the whole part about sports is you're not supposed to agree. You're not right. supposed to agree. And you're not going to get just fluff and sugar-coated lucky charms from us if the Cardinals aren't playing well. Like We're going to give you our real opinions because we don't have any affiliation with the team so we can say what we want. Um, Mark Bagley, I watch and I see what you say about me. I'm going to spin your ass into absolutely loving me. And um, Tony, I, Tony V, I saw a comment from you. I think it was from yesterday's podcast. You said that we wow. slurred Kyle Shanahan. This is an anti-Kyle Shanahan podcast. Okay. So you must not have been watching for as long as we would have liked you to. You will find out very quickly, especially during the crossover Thursdays, we do a Brian Peacock and Croc over at, uh, Croc over at uh, Locked On 49ers, how no. much we despise Cal Shanahan and his, you know, the bravado that he gets from the national media when he's had three losing seasons out of four, three 10 loss seasons out of four over there in Northern California. So, But thank you again to everybody who listens. We, we truly appreciate it. I mean, it's a fact. If, if your last name is Shanahan, you don't win unless your quarterback has the last name Elway. That's that's just how it goes. And then that includes old Kyle and his flat brim hat, his Yeezys, and his, his colorful as you want to make him out to be, you know, as big of a media darling as he can be. The, the fact is, if it's not Elway, he's not going to win anything. So uh, it's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast <laughs> Network. Also, another cool thing happened, and it's just it, – this is we don't want it to go kind of um, – uh, Blade, we don't want to gloss over it. Like somebody, a bunch of guys, our guys over at uh, Cardinals Universe on on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, they were just talking about uh, Petty Week coming up, and there and somebody said, "Oh, you mean P three instead of P 2 uh, Petty Patrick Peterson is like, "Oh, you listen to Locked On Cardinals too," <laughs> and it was just like, "That's awesome!" You know yeah. that that gets us going. You know that that's part. Of, this is your podcast just as much as our podcast, and we're just exciting that uh, excited that things are are starting to take off here. And uh, also leave in the comments for us. You know, I mentioned that Cardinals uni- universe, and there's a bunch of other great, you know, Cardinals Instagram uh, feeds out there. Which one's your favorite? If you have one, let us know. Of course, on the YouTube comments, uh, it's Bo and it's Alex, and, and I think it's time. You know, enough of yes. the pleasantries, enough yes. about talking about the podcast. It starts. To t- it's time to turn the page to bring home a familiar face, and it's time. It's time to get petty. Here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Yes. With Bo Brock and Alex Clancy at Bob Brack at Clancy's Corner, of course, at Locked On AZ Cardinals. Let's get let's get petty. Yes. First, <laughs> let's tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Yeah, BetOnline.ag. We're already looking at the spread. It's four and a half for the Arizona Cardinals at home against the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? Go and get online, betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. New updated site, interface, even more odds, even more props, even more contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to head website or head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 100% welcome bonus. It's still in play. You can still get dollar for dollar a bonus. That's double your initial deposit signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL. 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. The fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. 
Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right. It's uh it's it's petty week. We get to do this uh, once because it's it's a non-divisional opponent. It's the NFC North that did not win a game in the opening week of the 2021 NFL football season. Every team, the Bears, the Vikings, the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, of course, they all took it out in week one. I mean, and here's the thing. This is not unprompted. Okay, well, we're about to we're about to talk about here. This was a honeypot of a gift for content for the Arizona Cardinals and the Locked On Podcast Network for the Cardinals. Like Patrick Peterson, thank you. Just thank you. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a tough summer. Like we, we we were regurgitating content. You know, once in a while, just to you know talk about things, talk about the lineup, talk about who's going to make the roster, who's not, is somebody get traded or not. Just once every couple weeks. Yeah, Patrick Peterson would just gift us <laughs> with something that you couldn't help but say, you know what? Thank you for the content. And I think that's what sparked um, us getting petty. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Peterson, he, he I, I don't know. Maybe we need to go through the timeline because there is int- – we put it up on at Lockdown AZ Cards. What do you think his reception is going to be come Sunday? You know, is he going to be booed? Is he going to be cheered? Go vote on that poll right now if you want uh, because I think it's fair – you know, Patrick Peterson, it's it's there's two sides to the story, and it's a very polarizing one. And it's a very polarizing topic. Uh, because there was Patrick Peterson from 2011 to basically a couple weeks into the 2018 season. But then, you know, things shifted dramatically. He did not be he was no longer, you know, the successor potentially to be the face of this franchise of Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he became kind of uh public enemy number one. 2018, that's when it really began because he made this trade request to get out of Dodge when things got rocky right out of the gates with Steve Wilkes and that, you know, that 3-13 and team, he wanted to get out. And then in early 2019, you had the Waste Management Phoenix Open that was going on, of course, the weekend of the Super Bowl. And Patrick Peterson goes out there to the uh, the unbelievable 16th hole on the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open out of the TPC at Scottsdale, you know, full, raucous crowd. Everybody's drinking and having a good time. And Patrick Peterson's out there, and he said, hey, I want to apologize for that trade request. I'm here now. I'm here. That's what he said. <laughs> and then just months later, you know, what is that, end of January or February, May, guy gets banged with a six-game suspension. <laughs> he's here, but he's not going to be able to be here for – for six games because of the Kyler Murray Cliff Kingsbury era, because he got caught using PEDs. He, he, he was a, it was a violation of the PED policy. So he's out six games. The defense is absolutely atrocious during that time. I mean, they could have the cover. Tremaine Brock era. Oh yeah. It was Tremaine <laughs> Brock who got dotted by Matthew Stafford in overtime and couldn't haul it in. And uh, you know, the, the Kyler Murray K one era starts with a, with a tie. And then Patrick Peterson comes back and he, he looks like a shell of himself. And then, you know, later in 2019, in that season, he's throwing up cryptic social media posts, he's throwing shade. You know, at some point, I remember he's removing Arizona Cardinals content from his social media platforms. He's being like a, he's like he's in a toxic relationship with this organization that, you know, for the most part, Alex, they treated him very well. They made him the highest paid corner in football at one point. You know, he was friends with Michael Bidwell. When he made that trade request, Bidwell had a meeting with him. He sat down. Who gets to sit down with the owner when you're not happy? Not like I barely get a, a meeting with my boss. 
Yeah, I, I know. Um, which uh, no comment. So, it, <laughs> um, what really was so that's all true. That's the chronology of, of what happened, and it was fun. It, you well, know, it was a tolerated thing. You well, know, well, that's well. Can you not? Can you not? So <laughs> the so the whole turning point in all of this was going on the All Things Covered podcast with Brian McFadden, his podcast with his cousin Brian McFadden, and saying that he felt that he was tolerated and not appreciated in Phoenix. And you just go down the timeline of everything that Bo mentioned. How the hell can you say that? You can say the whole thing. Like, if you're like jealous about the excitement that's going on, Minnesota is a boring franchise. It's just boring. They've been great. They've had Adrian Peterson. The defense was good for a while. And now, you know, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are two of the better one two punch in, in receiver. Dalvin Cook's one of the better uh, uh, running backs. You have a wet blanket at quarterback who performs sometimes, who doesn't other times. And you look at the excitement that's going on in the Valley right now with the culture shift with J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. And, you know, you're looking towards the future, and he's not a part of it. Like, he looks like, you know, a scorned ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife. And the tolerated part was the one that really hit. The other stuff is like, it's just, it's fodder. It's right. fodder. You can be the jealous, Steve you can Kime talk stuff, crap, whatever. Yeah. The Steve Kime stuff, it's just like, most of the stuff, you're like, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, right? You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously Steve Kime has, has improved and, and he had to kind of find his own way after the Bruce Arians era ended. But, uh, you know, it it hasn't gotten much pettier than it been P3. It really hasn't. Petty Patrick Peterson has been, he's been the one that's been kept the Cardinals name, you know, coming out of his mouth than more so than, you know, the, the, the other side of it. it it's just... I he's not the player he once was. Play you one know? more time. Play one more time. <laughs> as far as our open. Yeah. It's just so good. For our podcast keep that. Yeah, for our podcast listeners, yeah. it, it's the it's basically the the open for it's always sunny and sunny in Philadelphia. And we're just saying that the locked on Cardinals boys, the boys get patty. Yeah. And we're, we're we're dropping the gloves. We're punching down as well. Um, and like, I remember Stefan Diggs just, just making toast of, of Patrick Peterson. <laughs> great throw. Okay. But that's not necessarily the most fair thing for Patrick Peterson. That was an impossible throw and catch with 30 seconds left in a football game of okay. all the times that he's been burned in his career. I give him the least amount of burnage from one to a hundred for that one. Okay. I mean, just watch the play, but agreed. That's the, the closest I mean, that's the most recent, but sweet mother, that was an impossible passing catch. That was an impossible passing catch. But Patrick Peterson, over the time, like, the crazy part about it is, and before we move on, like, if he would have requested a trade and stuck with it in 2018, he would be more respected by people in Phoenix than he is now. Because people do it all the time. Look at what happened in Miami after week one two years ago and Baltimore put a 50-burger on him. Everybody's like, get me out of here. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. If Patrick Peterson requested a trade, they traded him for a second-round pick. He would be still be loved in Phoenix. And I'm sure he yeah. is for a lot of the most part. I mean, Cameron Cox, uh, our boy from Channel 12 News, he's constantly going to the defense of Patrick Peterson regarding his play on the field when he was here up until 2018. And nobody's denying that. And I agree with Cam. But this is a completely different arena that we've never – it's like you never thought that these two people would break up. Well, it's post-breakup. And it's messy, yeah. usually all the time. Yeah, your name's not Larry Fitzgerald. 
we're we're finding out that the relationship is wasn't as uh as perfect as we as we as we thought, right? It was an Instagram there, relationship. There, yeah. there was yeah, there was it was a facade there. And, and I don't I think a lot of people saw behind that in 2018. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, he hasn't been the guy, you know, since 2018, 2018 four touchdowns given up. Four touchdowns given up in 2019. Five, four touchdowns given up in 10 games in 2019. And then he gave up the five touchdowns last year where uh, quarterbacks, when targeting him, were completing 67% of their passes. <laughs> Not ideal. He gave up, uh, you know, three catches on four targets last week. There's the viral uh, video out there of Jamar Chase just uh, just putting him on skates. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a play that Jamar Chase wasn't even in, but the route he runs, it, it looks like, uh, Patrick Peterson is is on roller skates for the very first time. It's it's, it's just unreal. And it, like, sure, it's it's a twenty one year old going up against a guy who's thirty one years old. There's a difference of ten years. But look, he, he's getting paid handsomely. He, he said what he said this off season. I think it just fuels the fire. And uh, you know, after the performance from the Arizona Cardinals offense, you know, you hope that they can string together back to back games and maybe uh, quiet P three for a little bit. It's going to be so exciting. And I know we got to go to break here real quick. Like, yeah. uh, But I want to ask you, let's answer this on the other side. Do the Cardinals attack him? Or do they just treat him like another corner who's you know B-, minus, not necessarily on the tail end of his career, but closer to the end in the beginning? I'm curious right. what and, you think. Well, yeah, let's look at the uh, Minnesota Vikings defensive secondary. And let's look a little bit at the Arizona Cardinals defense uh, and what test it will face comes Sunday. We'll start to look at this matchup a little bit. Week two of the NFL season, the Arizona Cardinals home opener. I do want to tell you about a simple way to get the entertainment you love without any hassle. It's direct TV stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. You can switch between the live game and Ted Lasso seamlessly. It means you've got your TV together. You've got no annual contract. That's one of the other great parts about it. And you can uh, stop waiting around and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, Alex. Turn your mic on, buddy. Well, listen, Bo. You know, I I had some built bar in my in my throat and I needed to clear it before I could turn on the mic. Um, so if you're like a, you know, a new father like Bo, who has to pretty much put food in a blender or eat it in pill form like the Jetsons because he doesn't have a whole lot of time. Or if you're like me, who just likes to eat whenever he wants and doesn't have a real regimen when ingesting food, BuiltBar.com has all of the flavors for you to look at, and there's nine of them, and you get a really sweet bonus from uh, Locked On that I'll tell you about in a minute. Nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. They have limited time flavors like orange and strawberry which are killer all the bars are chocolate covered they've got 15 grams of protein or more they've got less than five grams of sugar you know it's it's the easiest way to get protein with something that tastes good and doesn't have the consistency of chalk or you know like a side table or something like that they're awesome they really are their blind taste has a built bar have been doing with candy bars coconut almond versus almond joy coconut almond has been winning um phoenix Built Bar is going to be, we're going to have a pretty good relationship with Built Bar coming up in the next couple months. It's pretty much all the information I can give at this point. But um, check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com and uh, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first box. BuiltBar or Built.com. 
Locked 15 for 15% off your first beautiful box of Built Bar Protein Bars. We're looking at a graphic on our YouTube channel right now of the updated week two Locked On Podcast Network NFL Power Rankings. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals have made their way into the top 10. They're up from the 15th spot. And uh, they are actually still fourth as far as the NFC West is concerned because you've got the Rams at three, you've got the Seahawks at four, and you have the Niners at six. Your top two teams are the Bucks and the Chiefs. The, the 49ers, I said that, at six. The Bills, they lost. They're at five. The Browns are at seven. The Steelers are at eight. Ravens are at nine. But full disclosure, this uh, power rankings was done before Monday Night Football, and we <laughs> saw that defense play. Uh, the team that the Arizona Cardinals are playing, way down the list. How about 20 spots from fifth? They're at 25th. They are uh, 0-1. And the Minnesota Vikings have dropped 4-5 or five, dating back to last season, Alex. Um, this has just been one of the more consistently inconsistent teams over the last two and a half, three seasons in the Minnesota Vikings. They could be like they are the personification of any given Sunday. If you if they play the Chiefs on a random Sunday, it's sunny out, whatever. There's no there's no weird weather elements or anything, and everybody's healthy. Yeah. They could beat the Chiefs three out of ten times because they have the pieces in the right spots. Now, yeah. if you if you do that simulation a hundred times, well, I don't know, but you know that they can put up a 40-burger any game. And they could also throw the ball nine times and run the ball 35 times and win or lose that way. It's just been the weirdest dynamic since Cliff, since uh, Kirk Cousins has gone over there. I mean, he's making 30-plus mil a year. And unless it's prime time, as you mentioned, that he's allergic to, they, they, they are a viable option to win any game. So you don't really know what you're going to see. And we, what we do know no. is that you don't think – I mean, they've beaten teams. They've lost to teams. They've come back. They've given up huge leads. Like, they're not a – they're an anomaly. It, they're a very strange team. They really are. I mean, when you look at their last three wins, Alex, it's Detroit, it's Jacksonville in overtime last year, it's Carolina. Those are awful teams. Those are good. just awful teams. I mean, sure, the Arizona Cardinals lost those teams last year. Uh, but it was – I mean, Jacksonville going to OT that late in the season. It's it's very strange, and it's, it's that defense – it's a, we talk about penalties, you know. Mike Zimmer and his uh, Minnesota Vikings team had twelve penalties in the in the season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you know you're going to look for this uh, really improved wide receiver core for the Arizona Cardinals to get after. You know you're talking about who do you attack as far as in this in this defensive secondary. You can get a lot of laundry just by going after them by by attacking them. Uh, if you make a big play, great. If you get the penalty flag thrown at you, even better. Or not even better. It's just as good. Um, let's get into that conversation real quick before we get out of here. Yeah. Do you attack Patrick Peterson? Now, Patrick Peterson, we said he gave up three catches on four targets, but he wasn't the one that gave up the big, long passing catch to Jamar Chase. You know, he wasn't the one that gave up the touchdown to T. Higgins in that contest. But, uh, you know, you look at this, this Vikings defensive secondary, Patrick Peterson's supposed to be CB1 there. You're looking at a couple other guys that, uh, you know, and Bashad Breeland, who's kind of been around the block as far as the, uh, the NFL is concerned. Um, I, I, I probably, I think you can go at anybody. I don't think that there's any, if, if you feel like there's a good matchup on, on P3, then you take it. But 
I don't think there's anybody that scares me in saying, hey, Kyler Murray needs to look out for this number on the field outside of maybe Harrison Smith to safety. Yeah, um, this is the game plan. Get Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk around Patrick Peterson the whole game. That's it. Speed is is what's going to kill him. I think they run five DBs a lot of times. Uh, that's that's a Zimmer special. Patrick Peterson, keep Rondell Moore and or Christian Kirk around Patrick Peterson in the during the entire game because you know what he's he can at least body DeAndre Hopkins a little bit even though DeAndre Hopkins would overpower him. AJ Green would be their ideal uh, wide receiver to to match Patrick Peterson up with. But if you can put Christian Kirk around Patrick Peterson, he will run carousel circles around him. You know, it's just speed. Speed's going to kill. Speed's absolutely going to kill being around Patrick Peterson. I would love to see it like, and and the crazy part is I want to see some fight from him. Like, I want to see this to be the best game that he plays on Sunday. And have the Cardinals still punish him. Just yeah. be like, you know what, dude? Maybe you had to read the room a little bit if you wanted to stay and retire a Cardinal, be the next Larry Fitzgerald, let's see how far off you really were from, from you know, lining that path. Because right. I mean, now it's personal. It's just like, it's not going to ruin my day, but it's like now I'm, all of the philanthropy, everything he's done charitably, that's not what we're talking about at all. We're not talking about as a human being. We're talking about on Sunday with what he said during the offseason, punish him. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt about it. You you represent the Arizona Cardinals, and he all he did was take digs at that organization all offseason long. And, you know, he might have his reasons, but the team that you represent, it's not Patrick Peterson's. It's 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 the other side of this thing. And, uh, man, I can't wait for it. And also, I mean, just if, if things go south on Sunday, this is a bad Vikings team. Like, they if, if the Arizona Cardinals want to take a step in the right direction, you have to beat teams like the Vikings. You just have to. I know that they have, they have, they are dangerous. I know they have Dalvin Cook. He's a top five running back. I know they have Justin Jefferson, who set a rookie record for receiving yards with fourteen hundred. I know Adam Thielen had two touchdowns last week. So he's good. Finally, he's he's healthy, and Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins can dial it up when the lights aren't on in prime time. It's uh, it's, but at the same token, that's it. You know, I mean, Harrison Smith, who we mentioned. I mean, it's it's a flawed team, heavily penalized team. It's a team that will make boneheaded mistakes, and it's a team that you have to take care of business in your home opener to open up the season. You know, as far as in the desert, you have to win. That's the key. That's the key, and obviously winning. That's not what I'm saying, but like right. Detroit, Carolina. This is a Carolina from last year. It's a more you know, it's a more uh, talented offense, obviously, but Minnesota is just like Tennessee. Two good receivers, one great running back, and a quarterback with with different shortcomings than Ryan Tannehill, but shortcomings nonetheless. An average offensive line you can exploit, and a defense that's not as great as it once was. Like seriously, this is a carbon copy, but the Cardinals need to win because then if you can get to two and zero, you go to Jacksonville with that dumpster fire. Poor Tony <laughs> Wig, you get to J- Jacksonville with that dumpster fire. Now yeah. you're cooking with gas. Yep. Before that three-game stretch of the Rams on the road, the 49ers at home, and Cleveland on the road. Like, you're cooking with gas. Teams that want to make the playoffs, everybody that says the Cardinals are a playoff team, if they win on Sunday, I'll believe it. If they lose on Sunday, we're looking at the same thing as last year. Exactly the same thing. It's just week three. and instead of week, It's week two this year instead of week three. It's combining the excitement of the two wins from last year from San Francisco and Washington with all that momentum into one game that we saw last week. If they lose on Sunday, 
the momentum is it's not gone but it's like really but then you had a shot yeah if you don't if you don't beat a team like the minnesota vikings then you have to beat a team that you're not expected to beat and and that's where it becomes a lot tougher in the nfl when you when the pressure is on to go take on los angeles rams team you know on the road when you're not supposed to win that game Sure, yeah. Is it possible you could surprise everybody? You have the talent to do it, but you know, what are the odds? It, it just it's it's just it becomes more of a Herculean effort. You wanna you wanna take these bunnies. This is the team that is down, just like as as Alex mentioned, this is just kind of very similar to Titans, very similarly built. They it was an off it was an off season where they didn't fill all the voids that they need to fill. And we're gonna uh, get more into that with our guy Luke Braun tomorrow. It's going to be our yes. lockdown crossover episode with Vikings host Luke Braun. Bunnies. He's gonna. He has bunnies. If you watch our YouTube, he's probably gonna have bunnies in the background. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, he's such a goober, inside and out. And uh, he's gonna give you some tremendous insight as far as the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, you know, is it gonna be another team that the Arizona Cardinals can expose? Their flaws, like they did with the Titans in Week One, we'll start to break it down with our guy Luke Braun. Can't wait to do it. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Clancy's Corner at B O B R A C K, and of course at Lockdown Easy Cards. Please subscribe, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. It's Lockdown Cardinals.